We are the Bride Radio as the voice of the true Bride of Christ. bride of Christ to stand up and take your place in the army in the kingdom we recognize our battle is not with flesh and blood but with the principalities and the powers of the air we are a ministry of prayer and we highlight what God is doing through other ministries and ministers across the globe we provide a platform for ministers and a place for the bride to come together and rally around each other, hold up each other's arms, and pray for one another. WATV Radio celebrates the various missions that God has called each one of us to in this army, so we desire to promote and enhance the bride as a whole. Go, bride! Our soon-coming king awaits. This is a WATB disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed in this show do not necessarily reflect the views of We Are the Bride Ministries, We Are the Bride Radio, or We Are the Bride Television. Thank you. Devils. Bible studies with Dr. June Knight. Good afternoon, Bride. Good afternoon. This is your host today for Bam in Your Face Devil Bible Studies, Dr. June Knight. Listen, I'm so excited to be with you here today, Bride. We are moving right along with the book of Revelation. And with all the shenanigans of the beast that's happening right now, we can see all this just coming together, can we not, Bride? Well, let's go ahead and pray and we'll get started. Lord, we thank you so much for the opportunity to read your word online. Thank you, Lord, for giving us the opportunity to fellowship together and to to learn from the Holy Spirit today. Holy Spirit, have your way and use me as your vessel today and bring your word to life in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, Bride, I just want to let you know a little secret. I have the Patreon viewers are watching live while I'm recording. So they get a sneak peek into what you all have to wait for. Okay, so here we go. Uh, We are in chapter 10. Now, we left off yesterday with 
remember the first part of the book of Revelation, Jesus talked about all the churches. And remember before that, we read Jude. And Jude talked about, it was warning everybody about the end of days and the uh, false prophets. And then Jesus, when John goes to heaven, when John gets taken to heaven, Jesus talks about all the churches. And he warns the churches about different behaviors, and he talks about martyrdom in many of those. So then yesterday, the seals were broken. Yesterday, we see the seals, and we we see the beginning of judgment. Now, remember, Bride, I told you that judgment is God's mercy. Judgment, listen, judgment is because God wants to woo the church. He wants to woo her back to him. She has whored after another lover. She has chosen uh, to follow after Baal. And I want to encourage you today, Bride, because this is happening right now. We see that the church is whoring after another lover. The church is bowing after Baal. But see, we cannot do that because we are his bride. We're the virgins. We have to keep our lambs full. We have to protect our oil like everything. And so what that means is you cannot be tainted. You cannot partner with all these other idols, all these other religions. You cannot be ecumenical. And that is what they're doing much less putting us under the Catholic Church, trying to uh, do this one world religion, etc., etc. So, as we start today, we're going to kind of compare uh, what's, what's happening today versus what is it saying in the book of Revelation. Okay? So, let's continue here. Now, John is commanded here to eat the book, is what it says here in my notes. Let me make sure my my uh, my Bible is in camera range. Okay, here we go. All right, and I saw another mighty angel come down from heaven, clothed with a cloud, and a rainbow was upon his head. And his face was it were the sun, and his feet as pillars of fire. Now, when we talked about the rainbow, we talked about how the enemy has, how the enemy has perverted the rainbow. I told you about the perversion of the the homosexuals using the rainbow. Then I told you about the Noahide laws, which is going to be what's used against us in the end. I told you about that using the rainbow. And then the currency of the beast is called the rainbow currency. You can't make this stuff up. And he had in his hand a little book open. And he set his right foot upon the sea and his left foot upon the earth. And cried with a loud voice as when a lion roars And when he had cried, seven thunders uttered their voices. And when the seven thunders had uttered their voices, I was about to write, and I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, Seal up those things which the seven thunders uttered, and write them not. 
So these voices from heaven, which I'm assuming is the great cloud of witnesses, told John, don't you dare put that in the book, what you heard. How many would like to know what John heard? <laughs> when I get to heaven, I'm going to ask him, John, what did you hear? What did they say? We got to know, John, we got to know. Okay, and the angel, we're in verse 5. We're in uh, Revelation 10, verse 5. And the angel which I saw stood upon the sea and upon the earth, lifted his hand to heaven, and swore by him that lives forever and ever, who created heaven and the things that are therein, that therein are, and the earth and the things that are therein are, which are therein, that there should be time no longer. Wow. That is profound, bride. Because when you read my book, Organic Christianity, and the twin book to it, the uh, Clarion Call to Unity and the Bride of Christ, you understand why this is so impactful. Because when Adam and Eve was in the garden, that's when time began. It was around that time. And see, we are going out of the garden. We are finishing time. Do you understand this, bride? But in the days, let me make, okay. But in the days of the voice of the seventh angel, when he shall begin to sound, the mystery of God should be finished, and he has declared to his servants the prophets. Now, how many believes that God still speaks to us today, bride? God still speaks to us today. He still warns us today. And the voice which I heard from heaven spoke unto me again and said, Go and take the little book which is open in the hand of the angel, which stands upon the sea and upon the earth. And I went unto the angel and said unto him, Give me the little book. And he said unto me, take it and eat it up. <laughs> Can you imagine an angel telling you, eat the book? You'd be like, what? Eat it up and it shall make your belly bitter. But it shall be in your mouth sweet as honey. How many feels like sometimes when you read this word, it is like that. It's like honey. It's like honey in your mouth. It is so beautiful. Just the words of God taste so good. And sometimes when you're reading the Bible, it's like eating. I, I give the equivalent to like eating a T-bone steak. Is It's like, oh, it is just so good. It fills you up. It's powerful. Okay, so, and I took the little book out of the angel's hand and ate it. He did. John ate it. I ate it up, and it was in my mouth sweet as honey. And as soon as I had eaten it, my belly was bitter. And he said unto me, Thou must prophesy again before many peoples and nations and tongues and kings. Chapter 11. And there was given me a reed like unto a rod, and the angel stood, saying, Rise! And measure the temple of God and the altar 
and the altar and them that worship therein. And, but the court which is without the temple, leave it out and measure it not, for it is given unto the Gentiles and the holy city shall they tread underfoot forty and two months. And I will give power unto my two witnesses, and they shall prophesy a thousand two hundred and threescore days clothed in sackcloth. See, I believe now. See, here's a big controversy, Brad. Here is a big controversy. The two witnesses. The reason that the two witnesses are such a controversy because some people like myself believe that it is literal two men. We believe it is literally two humans. But there's churches out there like the Church of Latter-day Saints. They teach that uh, it is two trees like it's, um, you know, not literal. It's not humans, in other words. Then there's other ones, of course, like NAR that teaches all of this has already happened, so, you know, don't expect it to happen type of deal. But I want you to notice also the way he does talk about the Gentiles in here. Remember, I tell, we talked yesterday about this, uh, about the first half of tribulation is geared more towards the Gentiles. Because Jesus is married to us. See, it's kind of complicated, but in the Old Testament, God married Israel. God married his people. And see, he had to divorce them because they cheated on him. And then he sent Jesus. Okay, so now Jesus is married to the church. And then the first half of tribulation, that church basically has cheated on him. So he has to woo her back through judgment. And so during these seven years, they will be martyred. They will be judged. You'll have the two witnesses and they will be, um, you know, basically tested. But really it's for a good thing because God loves those that he chastises and rebukes and he wants to woo them back to him. You know, he wants them to be kind of smacked out of their stupor so that they come back and get right with him before they pass away. So I believe, see, first of all, you have to understand as well that in the book of Revelation, it kind of goes back and forth. It, uh, it will go, you know, in other words, it's not chronological like the way that you understand Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. You know, it's not like that. It kind of goes back and forth. So in this part, I believe that the two witnesses will be in the beginning, in the first half of the tribulation, which is where we're at now. So I believe I'm waiting any day for those two witnesses to come. Okay, so it says here, uh, let's see here. Okay, we're in chapter 11 here. And we'll just start over then. It says, And there was given me a reed like a rod, and the angel stood, rise and measure the temple of God and the altar and them that worship therein. But the court was, the court which is without the temple, leave out and measure it not. Oh, that'll preach. 
that will preach, Brian. Okay. Take me past the outer courts into your holy place, past the brazen altar. Lord, I want to see your face. Pass me by the crowds of people into your holy place. I hunger and thirst for your righteousness. And it's only found one place. Take me into the holy of holies. Take me in by the blood of the Lamb. See, this is what I, I feel on this part right here. Because he's saying, don't measure the outer courts. Don't measure the outer courts. The outer court's bride is the sin. When you understand the temple, boy, you understand how God is about sin because the way the temple was built, you have the inner courts. You have the holy of holies. It's kind of like a cell. If you studied the cell, it's kind of like a cell with the nucleus. Okay, so the nucleus is like the holy of holies. And then it goes out to the cytoplasm, out, out, out to the outer courts. Once you get in the outer courts, that is where sin abounds, okay? So, God, like in the day of Moses, when he was with uh, Korah, when, remember when Korah came against Moses? Listen here, bride. God is in the Holy of Holies. If God has to come out of the Holy of Holies and he has to deal with this sin, forget about it. Somebody's going to pay a price. Somebody's going to die. God is holy and cannot be around sin. So when God was forced in the Old Testament to step out, out into the outer courts, every time I would read that, Brad, well, I mean, once you understand the temple, you cringe. You're like, oh, I feel sorry for these people. You know, it's like, oh, no, cause this is going to be terrible. I'm telling you, Brad, it was oh. So when he says right here about the outer courts, it makes me cringe because he says, okay, let's go here. Let's just start verse one. And there was given me a reed like unto a rod. And the angel stood saying, rise and measure the temple of God and the altar and them that worship therein. But the court, which is without the temple, leave it out and measure it not. For it is given unto the Gentiles, and the holy city shall they tread underfoot forty and two days. Now see, that... And you think about where the scripture says that we are giving over, we're given over to Satan. Uh, in the, you know, in the first half of tribulation, we're giving, we're given over to Satan, which means it's, it sounds morbid, but it's true. But God's will is that, uh, his people would die for his name. And so, um, it's just that time. It sounds weird, but it's the truth. Uh, it's just that time. That's what the first half of tribulation is. Because then at the end of the first half is when the 
church goes home and they stand before the sea of glass and they stand before God and they receive their white robes. And then is when the wrath is poured out terribly on the earth, right? But let's go back to this. When it says, okay, and I will give power unto my two witnesses and they shall prophesy a thousand two hundred and threescore days clothed in sackcloth. Now, the sackcloth, Brian, hold on just a moment. Oh, good, it's not for me. I thought I had a package. I'm the only one here. Uh, so the sackcloth, they used to put sackcloth on in repentance, Brad. Do you understand this? Whenever uh, the children of Israel would repent, a heavy repentance, they would put that sackcloth on and they would weep. Oh, so to me, when I see these witnesses, when I when I think about what they're going to look like, I think about them standing in Jerusalem like they're in repentance. Okay, like, repent, repent, for the kingdom of God has come unto you. You know, that type of look on these two witnesses. Okay, and they shall prophesy a thousand two hundred threescore days clothed in sackcloth. These are the two olive trees and the two candlesticks standing before the God of the earth. And if any man will hurt them, fire proceeds out of their mouth and devours their enemies. And if any man will hurt them, he must in this manner be killed. That is scary, Brad. That is scary. Okay, so first of all, when it says these are the two olive trees, you know, I think about uh, olives, the way, you know, it talks about how olives that are pressed down, you know, like the way that you prepare the olive oils, you have to press it down, you have to push it and, and basically smush it, you know. That's what I see about the two olive trees. The two olive trees and, excuse me, the two candlesticks are like, you know, when they talked about it earlier in the uh, book of Revelation in the first few chapters, when they talked about the seven golden candlesticks, how many remember that? Okay, so the seven golden candlesticks, and then Jesus says, I will come and remove your candlestick. See, I see these two witnesses in Jerusalem like they're the last burning light of humanity. And so the last thing we want is our candlesticks to be removed. Do y'all hear what I'm saying? So if any man will hurt them, fire proceeds out of their mouth and devours their enemies. And if any man will hurt them, he must in this manner be killed. So I see it like these are literally two men operating in signs, miracles, and wonders, and you won't be able to touch them with a stick. They will be doing signs, miracles, and wonders. These have power to shut the heaven that it rains not in the days of their prophecy and has power over the waters to turn them to blood to smite the earth with all plagues as often as they will. Wow. See, I see this too as when you look at what happened with the children of Israel with Pharaoh, you know, Moses kept going before Pharaoh and saying, you know, 
you're going to have the plagues if you don't stop this. And then all these things began to happen. This is what I want to see. I mean, this is what I believe that we'll see. And when they shall have finished their testimony, all right, let me get behind. Uh, the beast that ascends out of the bottomless pit shall make war against them and shall overcome them and kill them. See, that's us, the church. And their dead bodies, oh no, overcome them and kill them. That's them, I'm sorry. And their dead bodies shall lie in the street of the great city, which spiritually is called Sodom and Gomorrah, where also our Lord was crucified. And they of the people and the kindreds and tongues and nations shall see their dead bodies three days and a half. And shall not suffer their dead bodies to be put in graves. In other words, they're going to be on CNN and they're going to be made fun of. They're going to be mocked and persecuted greatly when they kill them. Okay, and let's see. And they that dwell upon the earth shall rejoice over them. This is going to be a sad day, bride. And make merry and shall sing gifts one to another because these two prophets tormented them that dwelled on the earth. Now, can you imagine? Can you imagine? Let's just say this happens in 2021, okay? Let's say that they've got this fake revival, which I just posted on my Facebook today, what I see coming. Number one, I see coming is, uh, let me look, hold on. Hold on here a minute, Brad, hold it. All right, so here we go. Let me go to my page here. Okay, 2021, the beast takes over. Okay, Jasara and Nisara, the global currency changes. Vaccine for all, trans, turning everybody transhuman. Apostate church on a stick with fake revival. When the currency changes over, they will all say, oh, the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just. We're all wealthy now. It's a wonderful day. Because why? They have been ate up with money anyway. See, I wrote about this in my American Expose book. In the um, New Apostolic Reformation, they have basically made money their God. So they're always talking about money. You're only blessed if you have material things and if you have money. So you can imagine, see, this year, since all the suffering's been going to happen, which I posted about this this morning, this year with all the suffering and everything happening and people are all in fear and everything, they have been nowhere to be found. These people are like, you know, acting like nothing is happening out there, telling everybody to partner with the beast and take the vaccine and do this and do that and and then but yet but yet they're telling them this great revival's coming this great revival's coming and shh, but the great reset's coming so the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just 
we're about to get a lot of money. Not telling them they got to give their soul to get it. Not telling them the price they're going to have to pay to become a part of this beast system. It is absolutely horrible. It is terrible in all its ways. So, what I see is that happening. So I see... Uh, they will say the wealth of the wicked is given up for the just. This will be a lie. This is part of the mark of the beast. The merge of the all three happens next year. Government, where they're going to say democracy, which y'all know it's been driving me crazy them saying democracy because it, we're not a democracy. We're a republic. But they say democracy. Why? Because democracy means one world. It means everybody is a common good. Global and universalism. Number two, financial reset, the currency. Number three, religion, false unity and revival on a stick. Martyrdom will begin. The great persecution of the church will begin. And I said, I've been warning you all, so get ready. But that is what I see right here. So can you imagine, all right, next year, the real church. Not this fake New Age Jesus that partners with the UN and partners with the government, because right now, Bride, the line has been drawn in the sand. You are seeing now who is for God and who is not. It is so obvious. So next year, let's say that what I'm saying is right. Let's say next year they roll out with all this stuff. Okay, so let's say next year they roll out with, you know, this new money and this the vaccine for everybody. And if you want to be a part of this world, you got to get the vaccine. You got to, we'll give you all the money in the world. We're going to start you over. We're going to get rid of all your debt. You will have a brand new life in this new world. If you will just calm down and adapt to our culture over here. Now, let's say they get their little world set up like this. But then you have these two witnesses come and they're telling everybody, repent. The beast is here. Turn and trust in the Lord or whatever they're going to say. Can you imagine how much they would hate being bride? Can you imagine? You're already seeing them blaming us for the ones not wearing the mask because you're hurting everybody else. And Just imagine what it's going to be like in six months. I can't imagine. But the world mocks them when they die. That's the key. They mock them. And they of, well, let's go back to eight. And their dead bodies shall lie in the street of the great city. See, also that debunks those people that try to say that the two witnesses are not literal people. No, they're literal people. And their dead bodies shall lie in the street of the great city, which spiritually is called Sodom and Egypt, where also our Lord was crucified. And they of the people and the kindreds and the tongues and nations shall see their dead bodies three days and a half and shall not suffer their dead bodies to be put in graves. Now we know who else died in three days, bride and rose again. And they that dwell on the earth shall rejoice over them and make merry and shall send gifts to one another because these two prophets tormented them that dwelled on the earth. And, and I just want to say one other thing about the word torment. When you speak truth, bride, you are tormenting. 
That's why a lot of times when Jesus used to speak and he would speak truth, they would literally just want to pull the skin off their face. They, they couldn't take it. I mean, look at Stephen. Stephen got martyred. Stephen was killed because he spoke truth. They, couldn't, they cannot stand to hear truth. And we actually see a lot of that today, don't we, Brad? So after three days and a half, the spirit of life from God entered into them, and they stood up on their feet, and great fear fell on all them which saw them. Can you imagine? And they heard a great voice from heaven saying unto them, Come up here. Now isn't that the same voice that spoke unto John? Remember? When the voice told John, Come up here. And they ascended up to heaven in a cloud, and their enemies beheld them. Wow. And the same hour there was a great earthquake. And a tenth part of the city... Excuse me, Brian. And a tenth part of the city fell, and in the earthquake were slain of men seven thousand. Seven thousand, Brad. And the remnant were affrighted and gave glory to the God of heaven. So, that means that we're still here when they lead, right? How, uh, when it says affrighted, let, let's talk about that a minute. When the Bible says affrighted, what, what do you think that means, Brad? Affrighted means, uh, I see it as like a holy uh, awe. You know, like, I am in awe. <laughs> you know, like, I to- hey, I told y'all the story about when I saw those eyes. That is, that's what I, that's a good example to me of, uh, having the, uh, a fright. That, that's a good example of a fright to me. Because, uh, that's when I saw the eyes. <laughs> His eyes roamed the earth. It was funny. But anyway. Alright, so let's continue here. So. And they heard a great voice from heaven saying, Come up here. And they ascended into heaven in a cloud, and their enemies beheld them. And the same hour there was a great earthquake, and the tenth of the city fell, and the earthquake were slain of men seven thousand. Wow, I just caught on to that. Seven thousand men got killed when the I wonder I I wonder now if it was not the mockers. I bet you it was the mockers. Because I can't help but think right about Moses and Korah. Because remember, Korah was making fun of Moses being the leader. Just like they made fun of these two witnesses for speaking truth about God, right? What happened to Korah and his followers? The earth opened up and swallowed them down into the pit of hell alive. Horrible. Ooh, I get chills thinking about it. The earth sucked up those evil people themselves. 
and they went to hell alive. That's what the Bible says, Brad. And you know something else that I keep telling everybody, if you are in the apostasy, you better run for your life and get out of that mess. Because if you are attached to a rotten vine, when that judgment comes, you will be the same judgment. Because you are attached to that vine. See, Korah, the group that talked about Moses, okay? When Korah was taken down into the belly of the earth, and he was taken down alive into hell, all the people in the different tribes that were attached to Korah went down into the earth as well. Honey, it didn't matter. Time and space was nothing. It was their heart before God was judged just like that. That's probably who these 7,000 are, are the ones that mocked those two witnesses. I'm just guessing, but this is what I, you know, feel in my spirit. And the second woe, let me make sure I got this on camera. All right. Okay, let's see here. The second woe is past, and behold, the third woe comes quickly. And the seventh angel sounded, and there was great voices in, set in heaven, saying, The kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. And he shall reign forever and ever. You know, you know that song. And the four and twenty elders which sat before God on their seats fell upon their faces and worshipped God. Now, Brian, I just want to point out a very interesting fact. Did you know that in the Bible, whenever people honored and reverenced God, they fell forward? Did you know that? Study it for yourself. The only ones that ever fell back were in judgment. Think about it. Selah. <laughs> Selah. Think on these things. All right. Isn't the word of God good? Okay. So, where is we at? Okay. So, verse 15. We're on chapter 11, verse 15. And the seventh angel sounded, and there were great voices in heaven saying, Okay, we read that one. So, let's go to verse 16. And the twenty, the four and twenty elders which sat before God on their seats fell upon their faces and worshiped God, saying, We give thee thanks, O Lord God Almighty, which art and was and art to come, because thou hast taken to thee thy great power and has reigned. And the nations were angry, and thy wrath is come. Now listen, bride, listen. This is, I believe, that transfer of the middle mid-trib. And thy wrath is come. And, I'm sorry, bride, my little Bible's getting old. Some of my, some of my pages are starting to rip out. Alright, so let's see here. Alright. Okay. The time of the dead that they should be judged and that thou should give reward unto the servants, the prophets, and to the saints and them that fear thy name, small and great, and should destroy them which destroy the earth. Okay, so 
is this not the 24 elders talking? Are they not saying, okay, Lord, it's time. You need to bring them home and you need to reward. You need to reward the holy and you need to, you need to judge the, uh, earth. You should destroy them which destroy the earth. And the temple of God was opened in heaven, and there was seen in his temple the ark of his testament, and there was lightnings and voices and thunderings and an earthquake and great hell. Oh my goodness. Brad, I keep thinking in my spirit about Moses, because when God was on the mountain with Moses, when he revealed himself, that's what he did, Brad. When he, when he revealed himself to mankind, he was on the mountain. Cause you know, in heaven, he's on the mountain. And he was on the earthly mountain with Moses. And the earth shook. It quaked. Lightnings, thunderings. And God was up there telling humanity, he was telling the children of Israel, he was telling humanity, he's got, he said, I am that I am, you know. And now, when I see this, this is the end of time, Brad. This is it, what is happening here. And the, the 24 elders just told him, God, it's time. The time has come. Okay, let me pause here a minute. Y'all know that it says in the Bible that there's a time for everything. And when your time comes, that's it. You know, there's, there's no more time. And see, time can either be your best friend or it can be your worst enemy. Because your worst enemy means you're, procra you're procrastinating. You're, you're putting everything off and you're, uh, you know, you know, saying that you're going to do it tomorrow. You're going to do it tomorrow, 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 and you never do it. It's a waste of time. You have wasted your time. You never fulfilled your destiny because you got distracted. It's a sad day. I'm telling you, Brian, as a minister, it is a sad day when somebody dies and they die void. They didn't fulfill their destiny. They sat in one church, in one pew their entire life and didn't do nothing. Or they went off in their own destiny and they just, you know, didn't do anything that God told them to do and they just lived a fruitless life. I mean, it's sad because we only live once. We only have this little bit amount of time, Brad. I have prayed with people 110, 101 on their deathbed, bride, and they was not there saying, oh, I wish I had a better job. I wish I would have had this house and this. No, 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 no. They are on their deathbed saying, you know what? Time flew by just like that. My time is gone. There's no more time. When that time comes, they want to see their family. That's what really matters. Your loved ones. And they examine their self. What did I do with my life? Did I make a difference for other people? Uh, 
Well, I mean, do you see what I'm saying, Brad? It's We're only here for a fleeting moment. A fleeting. So very fast. Listen, I'm an older woman. I, I'm 52, Brad. I can tell you, I, it seems like I have been here five minutes. It is so fast how time flies. And very soon, Brad, we're going to be sitting in heaven together. We're going to be sitting there. And we're, it's, the time is going to be gone. And we're going to say, hey, you know, we was down there on earth together. Do you remember when we did that Bible study online? Yeah. Well, who would have imagined we only have one year left on the earth? Just one year. And then the other one looks at the other. Yeah, you know, if I'd have known it was only one year, what I would have done, that would have been so different. I, I would have taken over the world. I, I would have told everybody I know. I would have done this. I would have done that. See, we do not want to live a life of regret, Brad. And I also told you too, Brad, the devil is lying to a lot of people right now because they're suffering, so they're, they're living with people in sin. They are, they're living in homosexual lifestyles. Life, uh, they're living with married men. They're living outside of marriage. They're living in open sin, open, blatant sin. They need to stop that because very soon they're going to lock us down. And then you're going to be stuck and may die that way. If you die that way, Brad, it will be horrible. The Bible is the truth. We've got to stand up for righteousness and holiness now while he may be found. You know, it's scriptural. It is scriptural. Because see, the devil lies to us and causes us to reason ourselves right on to hell. So let's continue here. Okay, so that they... So that thou should give reward unto your servants, the prophets, and to the saints, and them that fear your name, small and great. This is the elders talking to God. And should destroy them which destroyed the earth. And the temple of God was opened in heaven. And there was seen in his temple the ark of his testament. And there were lightnings and voices and thunderings and the earthquake and great hell. I am on the edge of my seat, Brad, because this tells me something horrible is about to happen. God has arrived. In other words, God's holy, Brad. He is holy. Okay, so chapter 12. And there appeared a great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun and moon under her feet and upon her head a crown of 12 stars. I believe this is another one that goes back. Remember how I told you it kind of flip-flops? I believe this is another one. And she, being with child, cried, travailing in birth, and pain to be delivered. And there appeared another wonder in heaven, and behold, a great red dragon, having seven heads and ten horns, and seven crowns upon his head. And his tail drew the third part of the stars of heaven, and did cast them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman which was ready to be delivered for to devour her child as soon as it was born. Now, I just have to throw this in here, and I know it's kind of an odd fact, but it's still a fact. When Kanye first went to visit the president back in 2017, I believe it was 2017, the thing that really made me eerie of that man is he said, 
people were pressuring Kanye, why are you having anything to do with the president? He said, me, I like him because we are both dragon energy. And I thought, dragon energy? The only dragon I know about is in the book of Revelation. Well, this is it right there. So he says that they come after God's... Uh, oh, here you go. And she brought forth a man-child who was to rule all nations with a rod, and her child was caught up unto God into his throne. And the woman fled into the wilderness where she had a place prepared for God, of God, and that they should feed her there a thousand two hundred and three score days, no words, three and a half years. And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought and his angels and prevailed not, neither was their place found any more in heaven. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil, and Satan, which he, which deceived the whole world. Do we not see that right now? Or what, bride? The whole world is deceived. I know many people are like, I've never seen anything like this. It's like, he can stand right there in front of your face and tell you and you won't believe him. Okay, so he was cast out into the earth and his angels were cast out with him. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ for the accuser of our brethren is cast down which accuses them before our God night and day, or day and night. And they overcame him by what bride? How are we going to overcome Satan right here? By the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they what? Loved not their lives unto the death. This is how we overcome Everybody needs to underline, underline verse 11. This is going to be your tribulation go-to scripture right here. You need to know this. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto the death. You have to get it set in your mind, bride, that you will give God your entire life, even if it costs your life. Therefore rejoice, you heavens, and you that dwell in them. Woe unto the inhabitants of the earth and the sea. For the devil is come down unto you, having great wrath, because he knows that he has but a short time. And when the dragon saw that he was cast into the earth, he persecuted the woman which brought forth the man-child. And to the woman were given two wings of a great eagle that she might fly into the wilderness into her place where she is nourished for a time, time and a half, and a half a time from the face of the serpent. Three and a half years. And the serpent cast out of his mouth waters of flood over the woman that he might cause her to be carried away of the flood. And the earth helped the woman, and the earth opened her mouth and swallowed up the flood which the dragon cast out of his mouth. 
And the dragon was wroth with the woman and went to make war with the remnant of her seed, which keeps the commandments of God and has the testimony of Jesus Christ. How many out there have the testimony of Jesus Christ right now? Chapter 13, And I stood upon the sand of the sea, and I saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and upon his heads horns ten crowns, and upon his heads the names of blasphemy. And the beast, let me get this on the screen over here, there we go. I've got this page all colored up because I've got notes out the wazoo on this one. And the beast which I saw was like unto a leopard, and his feet were as the feet of a bear, and his mouth as the mouth of a lion, and his dragon, there's that dragon word again, and the dragon gave him his power and his seat and great authority. Now, this is just one theory. I thought, you know, that may be that may be Trump right there. Because I don't believe he's the the literal Antichrist, the main one, but he may be this dragon, like Kanye was talking about. He may be this dragon that hands over the power to the beast though. Because it says right here, and the beast which I saw was like unto a leopard, and his feet were as the feet of a bear, and his mouth as the mouth of a lion, and the dragon gave him his power. Oh, Lord, it's on paper now. I've already got it written on the side. <laughs> I am busted to all of y'all on YouTube to see what I wrote in my Bible. Because I put over here Donald Trump the dragon, the leader. And I saw one of his heads as it were wounded to death and his deadly wound was healed. And, excuse me, and all the world wondered after the beast. And they worshipped the dragon, which gave power unto the beast, which we see there a lot now. We do. I'm sorry, Trump supporters, but we do. A lot of people see it as Trump worship. Which gave power unto the beast, which I wrote Barack Obama. And they worshipped the beast, saying, Who is like unto the beast? Who? Who is able to make war with him? And there was given unto him a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies. And power was given to him to continue forty and two months. And he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle and them that dwell in heaven. Wow. That... I remember when President Trump, I think, Brad, honestly, he is the only president in our history that's ever cussed God publicly. He said the GD word twice, which I greatly repented to God for. That was a tragedy to God and to the church. All right, well, let's continue here. And it was given unto him to make war with the saints and to overcome them, and power was given him over all kindreds, tongues, and nations. I believe, Bride, that the evangelicals that have surrounded the president have handed power to the beast, the power of the church. 
And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him whose names are not written in the book of the life of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. If any man has an ear, let him hear. He that leads in the captivity shall go into captivity. He that kills with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here is the patience and the faith of the saints. And I wrote Destiny of Martyrdom there. And I beheld another beast coming out of the earth. And he had two horns like a lamb. And he spoke as a dragon. And I put over here the Pope, maybe. Because he's like a lamb, meaning he's fake. Dragon means power, false prophet, feminism. And he spoke as a dragon, and he exercised all the power of the first beast before him, and causeth the earth, and them which dwell therein to worship the first beast, whose deadly wound was healed. And he does great wonders, so that he makes fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. And he deceives them that dwells on the earth by means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast. Saying to them that dwells on the earth, they that they should make an image of the beast which had wound by the sword and did live. So I put over here shot, but I also wrote from the next scripture, could this be virtual reality? Could we be seeing the third temple bride through virtual reality? And he had power to give life to the image of the beast, which I believe is AI, okay? That the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many would not worship the image should be killed. Now that's what big tech is doing right now with all of the people that speak truth. They are causing people to worship the image. And he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or on their forehead, and that no man might buy or sell save he that has the mark of the number or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him that has understanding count the number of the beast. For it is the number of a man, and his number is six hundred three score and six. Well, let me tell you right now, Brian, When the uh, Sanhedrin told President Trump that he had the number of the the, uh, Messiah in his name, I was like, ooh, the number of the beast. All right, here we go. The next one, chapter 14. This is our last one of the day, chapter 14. And I looked, and lo, a lamb stood on Mount Zion, and with him a hundred and forty-four thousand, having his father's name written in their foreheads. And I heard a voice from heaven as the voice of many waters, and as the voice of a great thunder, and I heard the voice of harpers harping with their harps. And they sung, as it were, a new song before the throne and before the four beasts and the twenty elders. And no man could learn that song but the hundred and forty-four thousand which were redeemed from the earth. These are they which were not defiled with women. Now listen, 
This is the 144,000. Not defiled with women, for they are virgins. So this tells you this is males, okay? These are they which follow the Lamb wherever He goes. These were redeemed from among men, being the first fruits unto God and to the Lamb. And in their mouth was found no guile, for they are without fault before the throne of God. Now I see this as men. And I saw another angel fly in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach unto them that dwell on the earth, and to every tongue and kindred tongue and people, saying with a loud voice, Fear God, and give glory to Him, for the hour of His judgment is come, and worship Him that made heaven and earth and the sea and the fountains of waters. And there followed another angel saying, Babylon is fallen, is fallen. That great city, because she made all nations drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. Right? Who do you think that is? Who do you think that is? I think it's America. And the third angel followed them saying with a loud voice, If any man worships the beast in his image and receives the mark in his forehead or in his hand, the same shall drink the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out without mixture into the cup of his indignation. And he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. Won't that be sad, bride? And the smoke of her torment ascended up forever and ever, and they have no rest day or night, who worship the beast and his image, and whosoever receiveth the mark of his name. Here is the patience of the saints. Here are they that keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. And I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, Write, Blessed are they are the dead which die in the Lord from henceforth. Yea, says the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors, and their works do follow them. And I looked, and behold, a white cloud, and upon the cloud one sat like unto the Son of Man, having on his head a golden crown, and in his hand a sharp sickle. And another angel came out of the temple, crying with a loud voice to him that sat on the cloud, Thrust in thy sickle, and reap, for the time is come for thee to reap. For the harvest of the earth is ripe and bright. This is where I believe the rapture is right here. This is where I believe the rapture is right here. And he that sat on the cloud thrust in his sickle. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me get it on the camera. Thrust in the sickle on the earth and the earth was reaped. And another angel came out of the temple which is in heaven. He also having a sharp sickle. And another angel came out from the altar which had power over fire and cried with a loud cry to him that had the sharp sickle, saying, Thrust in thy sharp sickle and gather the clusters of the vine of the earth, for her grapes are fully ripe. And the angel thrust in his sickle into the earth and gathered the vineyard of the earth and cast it to the great winepress before God of the wrath of God. 
and the winepress was trodden without the city, and the blood came out of the winepress even into the horses' bridles by the space of a thousand and six hundred furlongs. Wow. Well, this chapter is short, so we'll go ahead and finish 15. And I saw, and it's got right here, the seven last plagues. So I believe right here, Brian, right here, I'm going to write in the middle, I'm going to put right here, rapture. I believe this is when they take the saints home, okay? And then we see the wrath is about to be poured out because he says, And I saw another sign in heaven, great and marvelous, seven angels having the seven last plagues, for in them is filled up the wrath of God. So the angels have put in the harvest sickle to bring the church home. The church is home. They're standing on the sea of glass at this point. Now the angels are getting ready to pour out the wrath. Watch this. And I saw, as it were, a sea of glass mingled with fire, and them that had gotten victory over the beast. Who are the ones, bride, that got the victory over the beast? The church. So the church has to be here in order to have victory over the beast. The Bible says we will be handed over to the beast. Okay, so it says, And I saw, as it were, a sea of glass mingled with fire, and them that have gotten victory over the beast and over his image and over his mark and over the number of his name stand on the sea of glass having the harps of God. And they sing the song of Moses, the servant of God, and the song of the Lamb, saying, Great and marvelous. Are thy works, O Lord? Lord God Almighty, just and true are your ways, thou King of saints. Who shall not fear thee, O Lord, and glorify your name? For you are holy. For all nations shall come and worship before thee. For thy judgments are made manifest. And after that I looked, and behold, the temple of the tabernacle, of the testimony. Let me get that scripture up here. Of in heaven was opened. And the seven angels came out of the temple having the seven plagues. Now here we go, Brian. This is when they come out to pour out the wrath, okay? Clothed in purple and white linen and having their breasts girded with golden girdles. And one of the four beasts gave unto the seven angels seven golden vials full of the wrath of God who lives forever and ever. Now, before we go to the next scripture, what did we learn in the earlier scriptures of Revelation about those bowls? The prayers of the saints. The wrath of God is he is going to get revenge for the church for how the earth has done the church. And the temple was filled with smoke from the glory of God and from his power and no man was able to enter into the temple till the seven plagues of the seven angels were fulfilled. 
So in other words, God says, stay out of my temple. Stay out until this is done. None of you can enter until the wrath of God has been poured out. Well, now I just have to go on to 16. I can't stop. Oh my goodness, I done got off on a rabbit trail. I can't stand it. I want to keep going. What do I do, Brian? What do I do? I need to stop, but I want to keep going. Well, I probably should stop because this is where the wrath of God gets poured out. So let me stop. Oh, all right, Bible. We're going to stop for today. Uh, so we will start next week on Monday and we will talk about, we will go to the second half of tribulation, which is what starts in chapter 16, Revelation 16. So what have we learned so far, Brad, that the first half of tribulation, okay, uh, let's see here. There we go. All right, right. Uh, the first half of tribulation, okay, we learned that that is the time when there's a little bit of trouble in the earth. Uh, that's when the seals are poured out. That's when the two witnesses come and uh, judgment is being poured out and we are handed over to the beast. So martyrdom happens. This is what we have to look forward to for three and a half years. Then we will, then the rapture takes place midway and then the wrath is poured out. See, this is where a lot of the church has it in error. They say that we will escape all these things and go out in a pre-tribulation rapture. That is not true. You will have to decide, Bride, if you are going to serve the Baal, but, you know, if you're going to serve this God, or if you are going to serve our God. Okay, so there will be martyrdom coming to many of you out there if you choose to serve the Lord. So uh, we have already seen what the mark of the beast is. It says that they will not be able to buy or sell. We've already seen that it will be a requirement for us to give allegiance to what? The image of the beast. What do we believe, Bride, is the image of the beast? Well, we know that the beast is AI. So uh, when you're giving allegiance to the beast, it is this image that the world is putting out there of who you are. It's the image of this end time image, this partnership together with the beast. So right now there is there is a, a a split in the church. It's a you know uh, the wheat from the tares being separated right now because the pressure is on and it will increase in 2021. The good thing is, what is the good news, Brad? The good news is that soon and very soon. We are going to see the King. Isn't that beautiful? Soon and very soon. We are going to see the King. Soon and very 
soon. We are going to see the King. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We are going to see the King. Are you ready? Is the question. Now, I just feel led, Brad, that if there's somebody watching this broadcast and you are are catching on now to where we're at in, in biblical doctrine, you're probably catching on that we are past the uh, pre-trib rapture, that that is debunked. That is, this year has debunked that theory for sure. So now you're wanting to make sure that you are right with God and you are ready to go do just like the Bible said, endure and overcome. So let's pray right now and make sure that you are ready. Let's all bow our heads and pray. Lord, we just thank you so much for who you are, Lord. We thank you that you have called all of us for such a time as this. Lord, I thank you that you know exactly what we're going through. You know what we're facing. Lord, you know where we live and you know who we are and you know how much money we have and you know everything. So, Lord, you have a purpose for us being here. So, Lord, I pray for all my friends out there, Lord, that they would know in their heart today that they are right with you, Lord. So I pray peace over them right now from the top of their head to the soles of their feet. Peace and joy. And just repeat after me, Brad. Say, Jesus, I believe that you died on the cross for my sins. Please forgive me for all my sins. Heal me and deliver me. Prepare me for what's coming and show me what my role is in this hour. In Jesus' name, Amen. Author and White House correspondent Dr. June Knight has published 10 books. As she traveled the country in obedience to God-serving ministries, her books are about the Bride of Christ, preparing the church for the end of days, persecution, purity, and spiritual warfare. She even wrote a book revealing the pain and struggles of her own life called Testimony of a Broken Bride Jesus is the True Husband. Her books hope to help families make right decisions in the coming days about the mark of the beast and to choose Jesus over the beast system. Dr. June released four books this year about current day situations such as judgment, technology, tribulation days and more. These four books released in April of 2020 after she left the White House and exposes what she knows about President Trump and the Antichrist agenda. These books reveal apostasy plus idolatry equals judgment and it's for the harvest. Dr. June reveals the great divide in the church in this hour due to the great deception. She explains what is the ecumenical movement, new apostolic reformation, and false religions, exposes the one world religion agenda, Dr. June exposes the new world order and satanic agenda, this book exposes the lie of the new apostolic reformation evangelicals who have surrounded the president and is partnering with the beast system. 
This books chronicles 40 days of repentance and casting down 40 idols in our nation and church. This book reveals the biblical pattern of judgment and the current judgment. What is the pattern of God's judgment? Why does he judge? What is my role in this? This book discusses now that we know apostasy plus idolatry equals judgment where do we go from here? How do we prepare? What do we look for? What about technology? The human implantation chip, etc. So purchase the American pod books today before they shut them down. Be alert. Be informed. Be equipped for the war ahead. Or go to www.gotreehouse.org and purchase all 10 of Dr. June's books today on sale. If you are interested in writing a book please go to treehousepublishers.com. Thank you.